What's up, everybody? We're back. This is another episode of A Very Weird Fantasy. I'm Jake. This is Josh. about some breakout players who might not really be on people's radar and they should be on your radar right absolutely and it's not just guys who uh who were uh bad before and now are going to be good it could be they're just going to take it to the next level these guys are going to give you fantasy value for where you get them it could be they were good one year and this year they're going to be great or it could be that they were okay, and now they're going to be good, and they can help you in the fantasy wins. You ever go? Sh- you play to win the game. That's right. You ever go shopping and you're looking for deals? Sure. I-, I know a guy. We actually named him Deals because he's always looking for a deal, and that's what it is. You're getting players mm-hmm. here high in the draft, mm-hmm. but they're going to pump out some major numbers for you this next year. So, without mm-hmm. further ado, let's do this. Let's do this. That's right, man. So. Quarterback, very important piece of the uh, yes the team. This guy, this guy. I don't know, folks. If you don't know what a quarterback is, he's to facilitate the ball, mm-hmm. either by handing it off to a guy who likes to run the ball, or throwing it in the air, known as the Uncle Rico factor. Over the over, over the, the mountains. mountains, over the over mountains. mountains in nineteen ninety two. That's right. So, a quarterback. Who do you have that might not be on anybody's radar, really, because of maybe where they're at or who they well, are? I think that this guy's going to be or has to be on people's radar by now strictly because of all of the additions around him. And when you're looking for a quarterback who's going to break out, obviously that means that he is going to be a younger quarterback. That's a prerequisite. Sure. That means he hasn't had great success thus far, but situation has changed. And that's what most of these things situations has changed and it's going to make a guy take it to the next level. So, the obvious one's got to be Drew Locke. Okay. Look what they did in the draft. First of all, let, let's start where I think the simplest form is to determine. Oh, God. The Down Chiefs. Down goes the Chiefs. No, the Chiefs Dude, do that not is, even. Guys. Guys, you hear, you hear it from us first. The Chiefs are going down this year. <laughs> they're going down to Poundtown because they're going to take it to oh another my. team. Oh, my goodness. They're going that to happened. win the Super Bowl, folks. Sell Pat Mahomes. Sell Tyreek Hill. Do not Jake's listen. going to punch Do me in the Adam's apple Josh later Cleveland. on. So, first of all, the simplest way to determine the necessity for a quarterback to throw is the defense. The defense is not good. I'm not saying they're terrible. They're not good. They play in a division where, let's face it, balls are going to get thrown all over the place. They're going to have to play catch-up with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm shaking my head. The Chiefs have a good defense. I don't know what you're talking I'm, I'm about. I'm talking about the Broncos, Jula. <laughs> uh, apparently they don't because the, their defenses are not impeccable. Oh. So, as we all know by now, play catch-up. as we all know by now, Denver went into the draft. They signed Judge Judy, 
the which is a perfect compliment oh, to yeah. to Cortlandson. They went in free agency. They signed Melvin Gordon as if Philip Lindsay was not successful enough for him. No joke. They had Noah Fant, who was a really good rookie. Like, tight ends generally are not good, but he was really, really good. Not only that, but they signed, or they drafted a tight end, which was one of the best tight ends in the draft. They drafted, what is, who was the, the, the other, the, their second round draft pick or something. Anyways, they invested, he, invested heavy draft capital on making this offense fire. And that's what this kid, Drew Locke, is going to do. He's going to fire the ball all over. If it's like Winston, it's still good, even if he throws those picks. So Drew Locke is my guy. Go get him. Okay. I cannot agree with you more. Okay. In fact, when you and I were doing this pregame, we always do these pre-show notes, and mm-hmm. I said, here's my break. And he's like, that's who I picked. So I had to pick a different one. I beat him up. We were going to arm wrestle over over who gets Drew We Locke actually did the leg I, wrestle I thing where you're like, one, two. two, and then his wife walked in. It got real weird. So <laughs> Awkward. My breakout quarterback would be Daniel Jones of the New York football giants. Now, here's why. Eli Manning's gone. I think that was a any time the guy that you succeeded in life. Usually, what's weird is in a funeral, it says so and so had passed away and he was succeeded by blah 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 blah. Well, in this case, when you take over a football team, you really don't want the guy that you just took his team from to still be on the team. So. To use that analogy, when someone passes away at a funeral. No, not at a funeral. There's a funeral because someone passed away. So say uh, a husband loses a wife. You are now succeeded by the upcoming wife, which is Daniel Jones. Yes. I mean, he's a good looking guy. He could be someone's wife someday. I really don't know what he looks like. He could be somebody's wife. No, don't. Certainly an upgrade yeah. in the looks department so, over Eli Manning. So he actually, they say with his helmet on, he looks like Eli Manning, which is weird. Hmm. But anyway, Eli Manning retired. That elephant is has been out of the cage. Thank God. It's off his shoulders. Mm-hmm. He can now, this is now his team. And I think with that, coupled with getting Slayton and having Shepard back healthy, and of course... Dude, the running back situation, you're just going to hand the ball to Saquon. Let those big freaking thighs do their thing. Well, muscular thighs. Those big freaking thighs. That's weird, man. (laughs) Uh, They also took their first pick and used that. And and by first pick, I mean the fourth overall and used that as an offensive lineman. And that was where they were struggling last year. Good selection. Good job. And again, their defense just isn't good. No, and they're going to do a lot of catch up, and they're going mm-hmm. to play. They're in a, a division that I think you're going to see some resurgence by the Redskins. You have the high flying Eagles, who just came out. They made the playoffs the last, I don't know how many years. They're a playoff, three hour playoff rating team. They're good. And then you have the Cowboys, who we have no idea who's going to show up, but they have a fantastic team. That's six games a year, folks. Mm-hmm. So a third of your, your time is playing against these high, high flying games and teams you're going to be playing catch up so daniel jones is going to put up some numbers and he's going to surprise a lot of people speaking of high flying 
Let's talk about the wide receivers and one wide receiver in particular, flying. He's a bird. He's a falcon. Okay. All right. This is my my first wide receiver that we're choosing. We're going to go choose two wide receivers because there's usually more wide receivers on the field. So we're going to go with Calvin Ridley. Now, in 2018, the man was a wide receiver 22. Mm-hmm. And in 2019, he was on his way to being the wide receiver 14. So after they traded Sanu, he went on a tear. Oh, yeah. Prior to him getting injured. And he absolutely his his it was a magical second half of the year. Then he got injured. Now Atlanta throws the ball. There's tons of targets to be had in Atlanta. Defense still not good. That division that they're in, they're gonna have to put up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Period. Calvin Johnson, Calvin Johnson, also a good wide receiver. Calvin Ridley Megatron. has the perfect uh, combination of skill pedigree and opportunity to and by the way third year wide receivers are always the boombastic mr boombastic mr fantastic i like it so yeah okay i i I think that calvin ridley can crack the tight or tight end the wide receiver one this year so he could be a top no i'm saying in fantasy sports he could be a wide receiver one so So has there ever been a team that had two wide receiver ones on the same team Oh, I'm sure. I mean, you had the Chris Carter, Randy Moss years, the Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt years. Heck, just a couple of years ago, you had um, the Rams had Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. And so not completely out of the realm of possibilities. So, okay. Last year, by the way, Tampa, Mike Evans, Chris Conley. Okay, I like it. I was just, hey, I was just seeing if you're awake over there. That's it. I am. All right. I am awake. So... I'm going to pick an oldie but a goodie, Emmanuel Sanders, and here's why. He started coming out of his shell late last year for San Francisco. In fact, because they added, look how well Debo Sanders did. Him he's going, talking about breaking out of the NFL. <laughs> like, not like leaving the yard. Like, I'm breaking out no, of the I'm NFL. I'm saying that Emmanuel Sanders is going to have one heck of a year because he's with the Saints. Okay. Potentially Drew Brees' last year. You have Michael Thomas, who is a stud, and he's going to take... Mm-hmm. People are going to keep their eye on on, on Michael. So sure. that's going to leave Emmanuel Sanders basically wide open. No one's going to cover him because they're going to be triple teaming Michael Thomas. So that's we'll, call, why. we'll call this the yo-yo breakout. He went from bad to good to... Okay, and now That's Jake right. thinks he's going to be okay. Yeah, this I, is the good I'm to great. Up what you're putting down. Yeah, yeah, the yo-yo factor. That's why I said uh-huh. this is this is a uh, he he's going to do good. And I think again, you can get him late in the draft because mm-hmm. everybody's going to be thinking Saints, Michael Thomas. That's it. So the only concerns Sims. that I have is he really wore down towards the end of the year, like really. But that's really when he was at down. his best. For a couple of weeks, for a few weeks, and then really, really wore down. By but the you also got to realize who the 49ers were playing towards the end of their season. True. Like theoretical season? Season. Season. Seasons. Was it a season? <laughs> so my, uh, that, there you go. Manuel Sanders, he's mine. Thank you. I would not mind having him as a wide receiver three yep. with an option to flex in the situation. So, Nikhil Harry of New England I wouldn't call it fame, but of New England uniform. 
Okay. He was a number one draft pick last year. But, okay, real quick, though. Quick, name any other wide receiver not named Julian Edelman on New England. I can't. Okay. Cordell Patterson? No. Uh, real quick. <laughs> who Chris is, Hogan. Who is New England's quarterback? Oh, that Brian Hoyer, maybe? Or no, it's not Definitely even him. Definitely not. It's, it's, it's Stidman. Stidman. That's right. Or Stidham. Whatever the heck. Stidham. Stidham. Stidham and Harry came out in the same draft year. So, this is based off pedigree. First round draft pick. Based off... That's some good dog food, by the way. Pedigree. pedigree? Yeah. Well, it's got to be. Because if you have a good dog, they're good. They, they have the pedigree. The best, the pedigree. Doodle-doo. Back here. <laughs> so, uh, quarterback, wide receiver combo. They were both rookies together. So, I think that there is going to be... Lack of options in New England, which means that you have the pedigree, you have the combination. By default, this guy was not good last year, so I think he's going to take the step to good. Okay. Really, how old is Julian Edelman? Oh, he's 34. Four-ish, 33 is what I was going to say. I mean, how much steroids can you take to make yourself Well, he's going to get through next year, and then he's going to go to Tampa Bay. That makes sense. It's going to happen. He'll be so bad this Just year. Just like on the last and show. And then we're going to call him like the bounce back, the yo-yo oh my of next year. Okay, so mine is Mr. Alan Lazard. Yeah. The Green Bay Packers. Good. Here's what, man, I saw a lot from that guy last year. Because, again, the Packers went through this weird situation mm-hmm. where Devontae Adams was hurt with turf toe for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then coupled with more injuries... You have this scantling guy. You got this lizard guy that people would call lizard. It's really Lazard. 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 That's French for, I don't know how to say his name. It's French for, there you go. But anyway, I'm saying that I think you can get Lazard 12th, 13th round. Oh, yeah. And because there's so many wide receivers. But what we're trying to find here is these breakout players that's going to take it to the next level. And nobody's going to realize what's happened until you. They're like, "Oh, type it in on waiver wire. See who? Oh man, he's already been First picked up." First of all, it's up. like L I Z A R. That's there's no L. It's ah, oh, Josh Cleveland has him on his team, and he was drafted. That's right. That's right. So, Al Lazard, wide receiver, Green Bay Packers. Look him up. Good reasoning, and not a lot of competition for for targets in that Green Bay uh, Green Bay receiver core. Uh, running backs. This is tough. Yes, it was. Because when it comes to running backs, it is a situational thing. If you want someone to emerge with all of the running back by committees, with the established running backs, you have to have a situation change. Yep. I didn't want to go off, okay, this person's going to get injured, and in turn, Madison's going to be the next guy. No, that's not where we're at. So I went with Darius Geese. Geese, Geis. Geis? Goose? Goose? Like, it is G-U-I-C. It's like juice with the G. So it's like guys, if you're new and guys, like from, from New England, guys. Hey, guys, come here. Let's come talk on. about some things. So Darius Geis, look, at health has been the only thing that has held Darius Geis back. It could and, be guys. Like, come here, guys. I hope not. I really, really <laughs> hope not. I'm just saying it could be. You are saying. You how about this? Go find this guy and call him that. I I would wear like 
the catcher's mitt, like chin, like chin <laughs> protector, like because I want to like karate chop me right in the throat. Oh but uh, so the competition in Washington now they drafted a wide receiver running back combo. Mm-hmm. They don't know if this guy's a wide receiver or a running back. You're right. gonna tell me that a guy who they don't know what his position is is gonna go into a season with minimal to no OTAs, no practice. He's not going to have much competition from old man Peterson. I mean, maybe he will. Like, Peterson is a fantasy kryptonite type of guy. Okay. It's all going to be based on his health. If he can stay healthy, he has the skill level to do it. So that's my guy, Darius Geis. I like that. Thank you. That's my Geis. That's my Geis. Um, My running back Mm -hmm. was a rookie last year. Started showing signs of he's going to be really good. He's very small, but he's super fast, and he's on a decent team. The Eagles have Miles Sanders. Okay. I mean, if peeing your pants is cool, you can call me Miles Sanders. You can call me Miles Sanders Davis. <laughs> I, That's and right. great Billy Madison reference, so, too. This guy is going to be really, really good. Um, the Eagles are one of those teams that, I mean, look what they did last year. Mm-hmm. They made the playoffs with their backup team. Like, legitimately, they had no wide receivers. Mm -hmm. So what happens if you have no wide receivers? What would the defense focus on? Stack the box. Exactly. And what's it going to hurt? It's going to hurt the running Running back. back. Well, guess what? Miles Sanders, it did not really slow him up. That guy is fast, smart. He finds those holes. He's small enough where he kind kind of can squeeze through some pockets. So that is my breakout. Yeah, and so as we mentioned, you know, it, it... Sanders was good last year. So Jake is saying now he's going to take it to the next level and go to great. So uh, let's just do a, a quick uh, a quick experiment here. One, okay. two, three. Where do you think that he is going to be in the running back rankings by the end of the year? Quick experiment. One, Top five. two, three. Okay. Boom. That is what I'm talking about. Top five. Top five. They did not go and get him any competition in the background thus far to take carries away. Not saying that they won't, but it's looking good right now. He's got the skill level. I and love like you said, it's Sanders. hard to find sure. a team that has a featured running back. Mm-hmm. So, And oh. everything that Philly says and does says that they want oh, him man. to be the featured Drew back. Peterson's amazing. They run a great East Coast, West Coast, West Coast offense there. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So who do you have for tight end? So, and so last... I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot toot. If you listen to our show, if you follow our national rankings, like I am up there amongst the top ten. And like I'm to my look this up, a very weird fantasy football over the past year and a half when it comes to, to rankings, I'm in the top ten of ranked titles. Josh ends. Cleveland is in the top? It helped. <laughs> well, yeah, I haven't actually put you as a. I'm not putting your rankings. I'm not putting. <laughs> I trust I'm my Jake rankings. Stradamus, dude. Yeah, yeah. So with that said, <laughs> it helped the fact that I I called several tight ends last year in the first year that I was actually ranked, and so we're gonna keep the ball rolling this year, and we're gonna go with Hayden Hurst. Reason being is first of all, again, pedigree, draft pedigree. We know that this guy is a first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Sure, the guy that super helped us win our leagues last year, Mark Andrews, had the lion's share of of the targets in Baltimore last year. But when Hayden Hurst got the targets, 
he was actually more successful than Mark Andrews with those minimal amount of targets. We also know that Atlanta thought enough about him to trade high draft capital to get him. What did Atlanta have last year? Hooper. Austin Hooper. He was a tight end monster. Yeah. Atlanta, historically under this regime, feeds the tight ends. Matt Ryan feels comfortable with big-bodied guys inside the 10 zone, and that's what uh, Hayden Hurst is going to be. Okay. So go get this guy. I'm telling you right now, he is going to be in your top eight tight ends with a chance, a chance to be in that top five. And so that is a game changer type of guy. I'm going to pick for my tight end and last player for this episode is Noah Fant. Now we already talked about how the Denver Broncos have surrounded Drew Locke with all this talent coming Mm -hmm. into this year. If you watched any games last year, Noah Fant came and kind of just like, who is this guy? Because he, Drew Locke, locked in on this guy. He did. He had eyes for Noah. And I think, actually, I know that this year. Because you're Jake Stradamus. That's right. This year, I'm telling you right now, he's going to creep into the top five. Because, oh. I'm telling you. It just got interesting. Yeah. Um, you have the Kittle situation. He might hold out. But, you know, you have your Kittle, Kelsey, and Mark Andrews. And now you said Hayden Hurst. I'm going to round out the top five with Noah Fant. I think this guy is going to have a breakout year. And that's what we're calling this episode. This is the breakout. These are the team, the players you're going to try to get that's going to help you break through to make the playoffs, win the championships. I mean, I love it. We're here giving these guys free advice. Yeah. You play to win the game. We help you play and win the game. You got to listen. That's right. That's right. You guys don't have to practice. Like we talk about practice. We're doing the practice yeah, for we're doing you. All the we're giving you the you. answers to the test, guys. 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 So here's the deal, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Three months from now. Here. Draft days. Here. 90 days. Here. I'm telling you. Tell me. 90 days from now, we're draft Like, you have all of June, all of July, all of August. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been... Well, 90 I mean, days, and the season's going to be on the brink of starting. You and I have both done dynasty leagues, yep. uh, startup dynasty leagues already. I've done a couple. Yeah, like It's already getting psyched. It is. We're, I'm getting pumped, man. I can't wait, dude. The, Chief, the Chiefs right here, they're going to take it again. Should have been a three-peat. They, I, I think the banner just wanted us to, the pen just wanted it. us to talk about the Chiefs and it was their like, hey, upcoming what, Super Bowl what about me? attempt. <laughs> That's attempt. right. We're not breakout players. Get me involved in this. Well, guys, if you liked what you heard, and I know that you did, I think I speak for myself when I say that this show is awesome. We have a good time, and we hope you do, too. Please Mm -hmm. like, subscribe, share, YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter. I think you said on Reddit. And then anywhere you consume your podcasts, big time on Spotify. Look us up. Listen. Give it. We talk about everything. NASCAR, golf. This episode Mm -hmm. about breakout players, who to draft, coming up. Because drafts are going to be happening in around 60 days from now, maybe 70 or 80. You know who's not going to break out? Gronk smash. Oh, God. We're breaking out of here, guys. Take care.